Welcome back to What's Your Bliss, part of the Anything But Credible Network. My name is Thomas Ragland, and I'm delighted to be coming back to you another week. My guest today is an edutainer, number one best-selling author of Eight Ways to Happiness, wherever you are, and the celebrity host slash producer of Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa. Dr. Marissa Pay. Dr. Marissa, welcome to the show, and tell us what's your bliss. Thank you, Thomas, for having me. And my bliss is feeling good, feeling the best I possibly can doing and saying and being and feeling and uh, accepting and experiencing and opening and um, just be, do, have my birthright, which is to be happy 88% of the time. And I'm not special. All 7.342 billion of us, don't know how it <laughs> these days, um, there are, but every single person's birthright is to be happy 88% of the time. And bliss is a cousin of happiness. Uh, I think it, it could be seen as the uh, happiness on steroids is bliss. Uh, or, or happiness plus peace of mind and peace of heart is bliss. So I'm not sure how you're defining it. I, I know that there's that famous, uh, you know, find your bliss uh, saying. Mm -hmm. But for me, bliss is just an extension. Uh, it's not something we need to actually find. Uh, we don't need to look for it. We don't need to search for it. It is our natural state, and we have forgotten that happiness and bliss is our natural state. We choose to, um, you know, force our little naturally bobbing cork in the ocean to the bottom with the weight of the world, thinking that it is our problem to have to solve all the unhappiness in the world, starting right. with ourselves, which is both. Uh, it's a BS. It's a belief system. It's bullshit hockey uh, <laughs> that we just have to allow our natural who we are to be, and then we'll be, be in our bliss. I think that's very well said. Yeah. When I think of bliss for, for how we've kind of defined it throughout the show, it is those, it's those moments of almost extreme happiness that, that, that extreme calm that comes with doing something or being in a, in a place where you are just surrounded by only the happiness and the other stuff doesn't really come in. So yeah, it's not necessarily about finding it. It's, it's about living in that moment and, and accepting it and, and allowing it to take over rather than thinking about the thousand other things that you have going on. Mm -hmm. um, you said that our natural state is bliss. Our natural state is happiness. And, yes. but you said we've forgotten that. Can you talk about what you mean by that? How, how, how did we forget this? And, and why did we forget this? We forgot how powerful we are. We have abdicated our most powerful tool in life, which is the C word which is not compromise or collaboration or commitment, it's choice. So I should say a cho word. <laughs> so the C stands for something that we have uh, allowed 
the media, when it bleeds, it leads the horrific, the, the, the squeaky wheel, the annoyance, the uh, frustration, the bad news, the worst case scenario, the paranoia, all of that has uh, distracted us so much so that we have become automatic reactors. We don't even think that we have a choice. We wake up in the morning and we just start the whole, you know, um, taking the index finger to the screen and scrolling up. I mean, honestly, if you wake up and do that, or if you turn the TV on or the radio on or your computer on, and the first thing you do is look for the news, I'm telling you, you have just allowed your choice to go out the window. That to me tells me that your muscle of choice is atrophied. Mm -hmm. And the good news is you're not alone. I would say the majority of people, uh, hashtag BC19, the time before COVID is what I'm coining it, <laughs> uh, have absolutely allowed people, places, and things outside of themselves hijack their most powerful tool called choice. And so all of us do uh, some things in common. One is we complain all the time. It's a national habit. It's a national pastime. And then misery loves company. So you turn the news on, you see the horrific, you pick up your phone and call someone to tell them about this horrific thing. And then they say, oh my God. And then they call someone and then we have a room full of chats about it or you post it and then it's reposted and then someone comments on it. And then it's like, oh my God, what happened to the day? Right. And, and what do you have to show for that? Uh, frustration, aggravation, uh, see the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Um, what's wrong with people? People are crazy. This is horrible. You know, I'm not going to have kids because I don't want to bring them into this. Mm. Come on, people. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. You are the boss of your forking attention. So I tell all my clients as a life balance coach, I don't do therapy. I am a psychologist, but I also don't believe in suffering from your past for 10 years. So as a coach, I want you to stop complaining. Join my 21 day fast from complaining with Dr. Marissa as a habit. That's the first thing. The second thing is first thing in the morning, take a bite of my gratitude sandwich instead of picking up your phone. And if you're weak on that muscle, do what I do. I plug it in, in another room. So I have to actually get up and I don't want to get up. So <laughs> I plug in another room. I sit up and I take my first bite, which is eight specific things that I'm grateful for. First thing, that's the first thing that enters my consciousness. And when I sleep, I wake up pretty much blank slate. So instead of scrolling and, and usually it's bad news, Usually it's not something good. It's very rare unless you're tuned into my show that it's good news, you know, then you're going to have an, a, a, a menu of bad things that happen. Who did who wrong? What natural disaster screwed up and what government is is uh, corrupt. So those three news items almost always make the news. So instead, 
I'm going to focus my attention, which is my most valuable thing, time and attention. Can't get it back. There's no do over. It's my time. I choose to say what are eight specific things that I am grateful for. And you can't say friends and family too general. So this morning I woke up and I said, I'm grateful for my delicious coffee. I'm grateful for my really awesome mattress. I'm grateful for my spectacular pillow that just cradled. I'm so grateful that the planets did not crash into each other last night and I'm still alive. I'm grateful that I didn't have to tell my body to digest the amazing food I had yesterday. And I'm grateful that um, tonight I get to celebrate a birthday with my um, sister and bonus family. Um, I'm grateful that I have an interview where I can splatter more hope and happiness with Thomas today. And I'm grateful that I just did laps in a pool where I do my, you know, an extension of moving meditation, prayer meditation. So there's eight specific things. How can I have a bad morning after that? I can't. Now, the the key, though, is you know, because a lot of people talk about grat gratitude and um Dr. Wayne Dyer, he's on the other side, bless him, beautiful teacher. He said five, I say eight because I'm an overachiever <laughs> and eight's a lucky number in Chinese. And I know I'm not on camera, but if you Google Dr. Marissa, you'll see, I, you thought I was Swedish, but I'm actually Chinese. Eight's a lucky number in Chinese. It's a homonym for good fortune. So I'm going to say eight things. And I, my Kool-Aid for you is to be 88% happy, which is double good fortune, our birthright. So then once I do the eight specific things in the morning, then the eight things at night before I go to sleep, this is the hard one. This is the one that is the fundamental reason why we don't have world peace. The fundamental reason why we don't have world peace is not about politics. It's about our own dis-ease with ourself. We cannot have world peace if individuals in this world do not have inner peace. If the majority of us are at war with ourselves, we don't like ourselves, we are um, you know, hard on ourselves, we're our own worst critics, we um, get 99 compliments and one insult, and our mind always goes to that insult. Right. We're no harder on anyone else than we are on ourselves. Anybody uh, relate to those statements? <laughs> Hello? Uh, yeah. Well, guess what? That's not inner peace. And we will not get to world peace if the majority of us are holding those statements true about ourselves. And unfortunately, it's usually that people are, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? I'm a recovering overachiever because I have finally made peace that I ain't going to get it 100% right. I can get it 88% right. And I cut myself some forking slack all day long for that 12%. I know that by doing this now at the end of the night, the bottom of the bun of the gratitude sandwiches, what are eight specific things that I appreciate about myself? Now, now, if you look in the mirror and say, I love you and start crying, the good news is you're on your journey. The bad news is you don't like yourself. We, how do, how the fork do we expect other people to approve of us if we cannot approve of ourselves? How is that possible? How is that possible? Right. So the work, my friends and listeners on Thomas's show is 
to love ourselves, not in the, oh, I love myself. No, it is a conscious decision to know who I am in the wholeness of who I am, knowing that I am perfect, imperfectly perfect, whole and complete, unique, loving, lovable, loved, wrapped in a warm blanket of worthiness. And on this planet to have a good 88% happy life. So that means I want to know what I'm good at. I want to know what my unique talent, gift, and ability is. And you can't do that watching Netflix all the time. You cannot do that hating your job. You cannot do that um, um, constantly doing things that you know you shouldn't do and then beating yourself up after. You have the choice right now. Take a breath with me. In through the nose and out through the mouth. Ah, soft shoulders, soft elbows, soft knees. In again. And releasing all the stories and the drama. And one last deep breath in. And connecting with me through chi, eternal energy, the breath of life that connects us all. And when I take a breath, nothing happens to your breath. I'm not taking shirt from you. You have the capacity to have a great life, but you have to decide that you're not going to blame anyone anymore for why you are unhappy. You can choose happiness. It's called hashtag unconditional, not love, unconditional happiness. But you, boo, have to start. You're the one that has to choose to start looking at what's right with you, what's right with your life, what's right with the people around you, what's right with your situation. I just, you know, came up from the pool and and and, and into the shower and I counted a hundred things that I love about my life. A hundred things from the pool to the to the to the desk. I, there's so much and I'm not, you know, I'm not filthy rich. I have enough. I always have enough, but I, I appreciate everything. And, and, and the people in America, hello folks, y'all have like the top 8% of wealth in this planet, but you would never know it. You would never know it standing in line, listening to people complain about lines and the weather and, and the prices of things, you know, they have, they have food in their stomach, in their fridge. They have a roof over their head and a bed. They have, even in the pandemic, you have a country that may not have given you a whole lot of money, but it gave you some. Hmm. You, We have cars on the street. We have gas. We have the ability to create. We have the ability to appreciate and compliment. And I have eyes that can see, ears that can hear, mouth that can speak. Most of us and those who don't are magnificent because their other senses, you know, make up for that. I mean, we have so much. We have so much in this. You know, I, I just, I, obviously, I have an opinion 
I'm hashtag positively opinionated. And I just, I'm allergic to complaining. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, if there's the, the, the one, I, the one thing that annoys me and will set me off is people who complain about everything, but I, I have compassion because it is a habit and you can get rid of it. You know, just Dr. Marissa dot life, $21, Put your money where your mouth is. The $21 goes to my nonprofit, Eight Weeks to Happiness, and it helps teens, children, and young adults with their who have temporarily forgotten their birthright to happiness. $21, that's all it takes. And then you try for 21 consecutive days to not complain. It will change your life. If you manage to do it in 21 days, I double your money, 42 bucks. If you don't come, if you end up, Complaining on day eight, just go back to day one. You can do this for the rest of your life. It's a good habit. Now, there is a warning label. You may have more laughing, more smiling, better relationships, and better sex. Those are all the things that have come back <laughs> from, <laughs> from my fasters. <laughs> so, anyway. That's a, that, that is a, a fair warning, uh, listeners. So, if you don't want any of that, then please don't no, go exactly. to drmarissa.life. Exactly. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate so much about what you've said and, and this idea around not just gratitude, but appreciation. And, and I, I think you've explained, you know, well, like the gratitude to the world and also appreciation for the self and having that self-love, which I think is, is tough for many of us. And as someone who also struggled with perfectionism and uh, satisfaction, even, and just trying to, just trying to feel satisfied, I think that's really I, I, I agree like that, that key. And I, I knew it then. And I know it now too, is that self-love. And if you don't have that, it makes everything else 10 times harder. Yeah. I'm curious where this all started for you. You know, how did you, how did you come to this? How? Um, so what, great question. Where did, how did this all start? Yeah. You know, was I born positive? Absolutely not. Um, I, and and I want to say one thing just to drop the mic on the last little segment that, that I, I will forget to say, and it is the most amazing, wonderful saying that I've ever heard. It's, we don't know exactly who said it, but it's an African-American saying, and I love it. It says, when there is no enemy within, nothing outside can hurt us. That to me is so profound that the reason why we're so bothered from people's criticisms outside of us is because we don't have enough positive regard for ourselves that we allow that in. So segueing to your question, um, I am one of the seven out of 10 of us and my honorable moniker uh, I, I was introduced to Oprah as the Asian Oprah by Michael Bernard Beckwith, my big brother. And she, she says that, child, that uh, childhood trauma and abuse happens to as high as eight out of 10 of us. So, so the stats are seven out of 10. She says eight out of 10. There are not some psych, psychological research now that says it's as high as 94%. Yeah. So I am one of that majority. So one of the first things was when I realized that we, I'm the majority, 
I'm like, what the fork? Why, why does the majority of us think that there's something wrong with us when we're the majority, right? Like right. if the majority of us had past pain and, and, and childhood trauma, then why do we think we're, we're, we need to be fixed? Why do we think we'll never catch up? Why do we think there's something wrong with us when obviously if it happened to the majority, there's a role of past pain and, and, and past trauma in life. Pain is mandatory, but suffering is optional. And that was, was um, you know, such a turning point in my life. And the basis for the number one best-selling book, Eight Ways to Happiness, what it be, it's, it's not a book uh, written as a psychologist to tell you how to be happy. It's my story of how I, like so many children of trauma, think that there's something wrong with us. And for many of us, our coping device is perfectionism, right? So I couldn't control the harm, but I can control um, what is happening now. And I can make things happen. And I can be the youngest to achieve this. And I can be the, the brightest and the best. And I can do, don't tell me I can't do something. I can do it. And that's, you know, the song of a perfectionist. So, so that was me. And I spent decades trying to um, trying to find looking for love in all the wrong places. That's sure. the bottom line, right? I wanted to find approval. I had my antenna up all the time. Who loves me? Who thinks I'm fabulous? Who respects me? Who's saying, oh, is there anything you can't do? And I would be, oh, thank you. Um, actually, I'm allergic to cleaning and hiking. <laughs> and they would laugh. And inside, my, the voice, the critic, my internal critic was saying, well, they wouldn't say that if they really knew you. You're not all that. Don't you remember the time you did that stupid and when you said that stupid and who do you think you are? And so that was my life. And this is common for many uh, that get to what I call midlife opportunity. When what you don't deal with will come back and deal with you. And as an organizational psychologist, I get to do executive coaching and work with very highly successful C-suite, you know, multi-millionaire uh, leaders who have been so successful for so many years, all of a sudden hit what we call that opportunity space, you know, crying for no reason, um, becoming uh, that horrible boss that they never said they would, um, you know, I am not angry, mm -hmm. uh, self unawareness. So that's a product of when you press down past pain and don't deal with it. And you press down garbage, like a disposal panel, it goes to liquid. And then you press liquid, it goes to gas. And what do you get? You get gas leaking out of you and people trying to avoid you. And you don't know why, cause they can smell the gas, but you can't. Mm -hmm. So the, one of the best things about hashtag COVID silver lining is that if you didn't have time to smell your gas, <laughs> you did in the pause. Okay. And the great thing about the pause is if you, if you were ready to take a look at you 
then many, I just read another thing, many are saying, you know what, I don't want to go back to what I came from. And I just finished my first short film called The New PPP, Post-Pandemic Possibilities, which is that message. Before we go back to hashtag normal, quote unquote, normal, where most people hated their jobs, most people didn't like their relationships, most people, you know, complained all the time. Let's just, whoa, Nelly. And ask, who am I? I have a friend. She doesn't have an answering machine. She has a questioning machine. And when you call her, she says, who are you? And what do you want? If you have not yet asked that question to yourself, by yourself, as yourself, and you can't answer that, don't go back to work yet. Hmm. It's so important that you not spend another 50 years unaware of who you really are and letting others define who you are and letting the past pain define who you are. Because yes, those of us who've had past pain, there's nothing that you did, darling, to deserve that beating or the abuse or the molestation. You did nothing, sweetheart. Nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing was your fault. Yes, they should have done better. Yes, they shouldn't have done that. Yes, no child should have that. However, you have a choice. You can spend the next 50 years being angry, resentful, blaming, suffering, saying, why me? Why me? Why did this happen to me? Or you have a choice and say, you know what? I didn't have a choice then but I have a choice now. I don't want to drag this shiitake any longer. It's heavy. It's awful feeling. It's not what happened to me. And then if you can turn the corner and it takes a little time, eight weeks is what I ask. You can do it in as little as eight weeks. You can turn that corner and say, you know what? It's not what happened to me. It's what happened for me. And that's my process in life balance coaching is exactly that. We dig out the shiitake that what happened to you in the past. We find the seed in that big dark hole that all of us have that we think we're Humpty Dumpty. We're going to fall in. We're never going to get back out. And that's bullshit talkie. There is a bottom. I'll go in there with you. I'll hold your hand. I'll hold the flashlight. We'll find the bottom and we'll find you will find the beautiful seed that you are, that one of kind, wonderful. And then, and here's the ticket. We don't get rid of the shit talkie. We mm -hmm. actually put it back as fertilizer. We take a look at what happened to us that helped chisel us into who we are. Now, you have to kind of like yourself before you do that process, because if you can't find anything good about yourself, then you're, you're going to stay in that place. So we have to find what is good about you. And it's, and it's uh, uh, unfortunate that most children from past pain don't have a concept of how great they are because they have taken the song 
that was given to them. You're worthless. You're good for nothing. You'll never amount to anything. You deserve to be punished. You are fat, ugly, and clumsy. That's what I was told for 17 years in the house. Then you take that song and then you add every single insult that you've gotten since then. So in my book, I have exercises. One of them is called the insulting game. So instead of ignoring the things that you don't want to remember, you actually put them on paper, every single horrific, horrible insult you've ever gotten, and you make a game out of it. Because really, they're just insults. Just like compliments are just compliments. Compliments and criticisms are the icing on your cake. Now, makes the cake taste good, maybe, unless it's too sweet, right? Or unless it's, you know, past due. But the cake itself, who bakes the cake? I do. Now, I have, that's my work. And once I've baked the cake and figured out what I, who am I and what am I good at? right? What do I like? What do I, and that moment came, I, my, I, my husband, <laughs> I <love that> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he was the, the grain of sand in my oyster shell that helped me. Um, you know, he irritated me so much that I put uh, uh, um, you know, that, that goop that oysters put on to make the oyster, uh, to make the pearl, pearl. right? He, so he was my pearl maker. But I, I remember the moment that I came back from another long, you know, I was the breadwinner. I worked, he, I picked a man who didn't like to work, which is very common. When you have had abuse, you choose mates who make you feel the same way you did as you did when you grew up. So I picked a man who wasn't crazy about me. So my work was to try to make him crazy about me. <laughs> so that that's very common. So I, he wasn't crazy about me. And I, I came back after a long week and I walked in the TV room and he didn't even look up. I mean, he didn't even, like I'd been gone a week and he didn't look up. Wow. And I was so pissed. I stormed up into the bedroom, I went under the covers and I, one more time, this was not the first time, six times I tried to leave, every time thinking I could make him love me. And I said, why doesn't he love me? Why doesn't he look up? Why doesn't he pay attention? Why doesn't he care? Why doesn't he uh, show, show love? Why doesn't he show compassion? Why doesn't he, uh, uh, you know, value what I think or say? And then... And then <laughs> all of a sudden, it's as if the skies broke open and it was deafening silence. And I heard a voice say, Marissa, do you know what you like? Do you know? what you value. Do you listen to yourself? Do you know what you like? Do you like who you are? Do you value your own opinion? Do you? And it went on and all, and it was like, you know, 
the scales falling from Paul's eyes on the road to Damascus or parting of the Red mm -hmm. Sea or, or the burning bush or whatever momentous awakening that happened. Oh, I'm getting chills just remembering. It was so incredibly eye, body, mind, soul opening where all of a sudden I realized for the first time, for the first time, this was back in 2004 or three. No, maybe, maybe earlier, it's earlier, earlier than that. But it was, it was um, that moment of, of clarity where I said, I don't love myself. I, I have, I have never loved myself. And that began the journey you know, and, and, and hopefully if you're listening to this, it, it's your moment, boo, because you don't have to get married and be unloved, or maybe you are, maybe, maybe you are like me blaming my, my, my abuser for my unhappiness for decades, uh, blaming my husband for my unhappiness for decades. Um, it, it, you know, I am, I really am the boss of me and I have to take responsibility for the fact that I dragged all of that crap that, that was not my fault, mm -hmm. but I dragged it into my present day and my, my, my spewing it on in my future. And that is my responsibility. That is you that I'm sorry, a little tough love, you know, how, how much longer are we going to do this? It's you can you can be mad and, and feel sorry for yourself and say, if you knew what happened to me, you would blank too, right? I, I, I get it. I said that I, I, you know, I went from social drinker to drinking every day because it was the only thing that could stop the voices. Right. right? And I would cry and call up my <laughs> former girlfriend who is was tired of listening to this bull crap, you know, yeah. uh, um, why did she do that to me? Why, why? And, and you can keep doing that, but Hey, time's a wasting. You're not going to get this time back. So I think, you know, coming back from the pandemic is a perfect time for rebirth. It's a perfect time for rediscovery. It's a perfect time to say, you know what? The buck stops right over here. And I'm pointing at me in case you can't see. <laughs> I love life. I love myself 88% of the time. I do the work that it's required to get to that statement and that, that fundamental knowing that I'm okay I, I, I do the work. I, I do my gratitude sandwich. I do 15 minutes of meditation and all day I look for the best feeling thought as you, if you're a student of Abraham Hicks, you'll, you'll recognize that statement. I value my life. I value my experience. I am, I am so powerful that I had no clue how how my um wiring and my mind and my heart is so limitless and 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 again i'm not bragging 
I'm I'm edutaining here. I'm I'm telling you that you have that too. Every person within the sound of my voice has that too. And I'm here to hold that truth for you. Whether you believe it or not now, get the book. I mean, it, I, I'm not selling my book. I put a lot of, uh, uh, you know, sweat and tears into this. I, I don't, you don't, you do not get rich uh, writing books, by the way, for the, I do have a course if you want to write a book, you do, but, but I wrote this book and people ask me all the time, what's your next book? I, I'm not done with this one. There's not enough people. I'm on a happy 88 mission, which is 88 million more happy people in the next eight years. I actually started with eight and I got to 6 million before COVID hit. So I had to increase the number because I love a challenge. I will not, I will not reach 88 million or maybe I will uh, before I die, but that's okay. I love a challenge and that's why I'm here. That's my gift. That's my purpose is to try to get you to drink this rose colored Kool-Aid. Why? If you want to support me and, and, and throw some dollars to my nonprofit, I love that, but I'm not doing that for that reason. I want world peace. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that we cannot get there unless you feel 88% good about you. So that's why I'm doing this. So Dr. Marissa not life, get the book. It's if you want it cheaper, you can get it at Target or Amazon or Walmart even. But if you want a signed copy from me and get my children's book, mommy, what are feelings thrown in there? $25 value. That's, and again, am I selling you something? Yes. Okay. I'm selling you your birthright. <laughs> you, you can have it for free, but since y'all are determined to feel like shiitake, then you can throw me some money <laughs> to help me be a, a, a larger platform. That's what I use the money for. I just got a promotion from a weekly primetime show on a CNBC channel called Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa. And because I know this is my mission, guess what I just got offered? Nine years later, I got offered the morning show. So now I'm covering 5 million homes in Southern California on AM 1050 every single forking morning because this is my job and I'm sticking to it. Sorry, it sounds like I'm selling you happiness and I am, <laughs> but, but it's actually free, but <laughs> you have forgotten. So thank you so much for allowing me to, to, to speak my, to give you a piece of my mind, P-E-A-C-E -E of my mind. <laughs> well, Dr. Marissa, I, I just, again, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate your candor and I appreciate your approach because I do think so many of us do get stuck. We get, uh, or, and then we allow ourselves to just feel you know, what was that 12% is really our 88%, right? And we're 88% yes. of the time we are not feeling great. And 12% of the time we, we maybe are feeling great. And then we push right back into the, the, the opposite almost. Yeah. And so we really, I think a lot of us, myself included, uh, fall into that trap of, of, of not giving ourselves enough grace and love and, and attention and, and trying to, trying to do things without the tools right? Which, which is almost impossible. And, right. and uh, like you said, it's, it's not about, it's not about paying to, uh, to sell something. It's, a, it's about allowing yourselves to be shepherded. 
you, you don't know necessarily how to get there. Clearly we've made choices and we've, and we've done things that have not allowed ourselves to get to that point. So what you're offering here is a, a way to do that in a way to have someone who has done it, who has lived it, who lives it every day to show you the way to do that. My question, my, and, and I really have two last questions here, but the, just really quickly, if you, if you felt like you've done that work during the pandemic, how do you keep that momentum if you're now having to go back to work? Well, those practices, those tools that I have in the book and that I have shared some like every morning doing that, uh, you know, the gratitude exercise, uh, eat, taking a bite of my gratitude sandwich, uh, 21 day fast from complaining, uh, tuning into my show. Uh, but, you know, getting uh, the, the, the appreciation at night, um, you know, really be cognizant of what's coming out of your mouth and what's coming into your mind. So, so, you know, a, a thousand times a day, I'll ask myself, is that the best feeling thought? Is that the best feeling thought? And like, um, you know, and, and if it's not, I say, okay, I'm still within my 18% or my 12% where it's not the best I can do. So, okay. Oh, well, okie dokie. And then I'll do something else. So I try, because I'm a student of the law of attraction, I try to keep my, my oopsies under 16 seconds because then after the 16 seconds, something similar to that will come. So on the flip side, if I feel good and I'm happy and I can say, oh my God, I feel so good, I'll milk that for 16 seconds. Why do I feel good? Well, I just love the fact that I, you know, da 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 da, you know, I was thinking, um, I got, uh, I got a call from a casting director to do this a reality show uh, because of some other work that I've done. And isn't that funny? And then I let myself think of all the other TV shows that I've done and how fun that was. And then that led to, you know, remembering how I even got to the show. And when I got the 2016 um, podcast of the year award, and then how I was brought on stage with that award and how good that felt. And, and so, you know, and then I bet because I had that momentum going that I have an email now somewhere saying, you know, <laughs> that, that they want me to do something because that's what happens. Right. So that's how you maintain it is a conscious awareness of what you are thinking and what you're feeling and what you're saying. And are you allowing other people to um, hijack your attention? So, so, you know, it's a, it's a discipline. That's my big brother's term. Um, hashtag discipline. Uh, you know, you're all welcome to my spiritual community called Agape, which is um, online now. You're all welcome to, you know, um, uh, uh, free subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get like super great guests. Today, we talked about depression with a woman that interviewed me the same way that you're interviewing me. Um, you know, I, I, all the, the, I've been so fortunate I've gotten to, uh, interview people like uh, Fran Drescher, who came on my show to talk about how to reduce your risk of cancer. It's Cancer Awareness Month. So, you know, Cancer Schmancer is a great organization. Um, I was just reporting live. You know, I, 
I got this freelance uh, uh, job highlighting, you know, good news f- from from playing Candy Crush. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, this is this is the magic of life. And if I'm selling anything, I want everybody to know how great life is. Life does not suck. And speaking of which, please do, um, you know, if you donate right now, uh, $8 at Dr. Marissa, like for my nonprofit, you get a copy of the film. And if you're in the film industry and you're looking for a, an inspirational, or if you're in a, a education and you want an inspirational film to show at your, the beginning of the school starting, please contact me. I would love to, you know, donate that or donate my children's book. There's so many things you have. The, if you, Oh, I got a great one. If you were told all your life, you're so sensitive and you hate being called sensitive. I got, I got news for you. Sensitivity is 100% correlated with creativity. That means you're creative boo and you get to create, you know? So yeah, right now, maybe don't like jump into, you know, everybody's like, Oh yeah, I want to do my own business. Blah, blah. And it's like, hold on, just try to like where you are first. Don't leave your job that you hate. Try to find things that you love about your job. First of all, the security of that paycheck. Then save the money so that you can properly look into something that you want to do, right? That is your bliss. So so uh, I, I, I did want to, now that I, it reminded me, let, let's clear up this misnomer of find your bliss. When when. When Joseph Campbell said that, he did not mean go broke and find your bliss, <laughs> which many people have done. So before you, you know, take your life savings and, you know, get conned by someone, uh, you know, with if anyone asks you to pay $50,000, stop, okay? Stop and, you know, spend $188 with me first. <laughs> just just to, to make sure that what you're good at is something that you're going to pay someone to help you with. That's it. Okay. So 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 let's clear that up because your podcast is called that. So I I I if, if there's one valuable advice that I can give that I didn't take myself. So I did fall into that. I did lose a lot of money. I lost millions in my divorce. And then I lost thousands, tens of thousands, uh, uh, paying people who, who really were not in my best interest. So, so anyways, I just wanted to, to say that. No, I appreciate that. As we kind of spoke about, uh, right before our, uh, our conversation that's recorded, I, yeah, I said, you know, it's, it's not about it's not about finding bliss. It's about experiencing the bliss that you're, that you're, that you're in right now and, and making the most of it. And I think that that's, that's really important. Um, well, you've, you've given uh, a lot of plugs already, but my last question for everyone always is what would you like to promote? Um, what would you like to plug? And, and you'll obviously get that out to our listeners. (laughs) Well, I, I think I've, I've worked my work that into the, (laughs) the discussion. Because, (laughs) yeah, you know why? Because this is another thing that entrepreneurs don't understand. 
is that you can have the best product and service, but if you don't know how to communicate it, Mm -hmm. to share it, then it it, it hides under the bushel. So if nothing else, um, you know, you can Google Dr. Marissa, you know what I have, what I offer. I would love for you to all join my happy 88 tribe at drmarissa.life. I'd love you all to subscribe at the YouTube channel. I'd love for you all to shop on Amazon, on Smile Amazon, and put in eight ways to happiness because every time you shop on Amazon, then I get a little bit for the nonprofit. So, you know, that that's that's pretty much it. I, you know, 21 day fast from complaining if I'm Doc Balance on Instagram. Um, right now I'm collecting questions. If you have a question, you want some free advice on my morning show, uh, just go to my scheduler and, and, uh, we'll, we'll pre-record a question and you'll be on the air. So if you have a product or service that you want to, um, uh, promote, you know, I've got, it starts at a hundred dollars. So it's, it's, I, I am all about, um, you know, the economy and the commerce are going to be fine. Everybody always has something that they're good at that somebody else wants, right? My method is not for everybody, but there's some that my method's going to be the best for. But, you you know, every, and, and don't be afraid to charge. Money energy is just money energy, right? It's just a way of appreciating someone's expertise, so let's take all that, you know, money's evil and all that stuff out of the equation too. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Well, Dr. Marissa, it's been an absolute pleasure, <laughs> an absolute honor. I didn't think three months into doing this that I would have something in common with Oprah, uh, but having you on the show, uh, <laughs> it certainly fits that bill. And um, we are both uh, very lucky to have, to have been able to have you. And I'm so grateful Wonderful. for our conversation um, and something that I, I feel like I personally have taken a lot from this. Um, even though I think I've, I've certainly been on my own journey. Uh, this is, this has encouraged me to, to continue that. So thank Wonderful. you so much again for, for coming. On Bliss. Peace in peace out world peace through inner peace. All right. Take care. You can find what's your bliss at anything but credible.com and on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. Please follow on Twitter and Instagram at YourBlissPod, and like What's Your Bliss on Facebook. If you have any questions for me, or if you'd like to be a guest or advertise on the podcast, please email me at YourBlissPodcast at gmail.com. Please check out anythingbutcredible.com to find all the additional awesome content and podcasts, including Offended, Movie Merge, Going Off Topic, and of course, the Anything But Credible podcast. Mm-hmm.